Every single one of us has a journey. And while they're all unique journeys, they're also uniquely relatable. So, naturally, welcome to a relatable journey. A lot of you may have heard of the dancing weatherman on Instagram. His name's Nick Kozer, he's an old coworker of mine. But imagine, he wanted to quit his job, God intervened, he took a nap, woke up, and had almost a million followers. His life was changed in a blink of an eye. You want to hear about a journey? How about this one? I wouldn't necessarily call myself an alcoholic, but I wasn't drinking responsibly. Alcohol was the Band-Aid that I was using instead of dealing with the root of the problem. I'm more introverted than extroverted for sure. Very unsure of myself a lot. I lack confidence. <laughs> you probably don't see that in the videos that I post on social. They're all carefully curated, and I think it's very cool to make God a little more mainstream. All right, Nick, thanks for joining us, buddy. Let's talk about kind of how you became literally worldwide famous overnight, but how you got here. So succinctly kind of wrap up the, the bullet points, if you will, of your, your journey. Because after like so many months of posting that much on social, as you know, uh, you run out of stuff. Yeah, and I had nothing to post one day. It was, it was really quiet weather. I saw some dudes danced to a song and I, I i watched it a million times because i thought it was cool and i was like i think i can do that so after the show one day i did it posted it on instagram thought i was gonna get just obliterated on the internet i went home took a nap woke up my phone was dinging and stuff and i go here we go it's the it's the it's the roast of nick coaster happening on the internet and um you know luckily it was it was positive stuff and that was i was like april third or fourth of 2019 and that will kunkel began my the weirdest dancing career of all time <laughs> so i mean everybody's journey takes like my journey for instance has taken all of my life to kind of mm -hmm. get to where i am you literally woke up from a nap and kind of got to where you are but at the same time that's not entirely true because you became a meteorologist before that you were going to play football at akron before that so You've gone through a lot of different ways and doors have been shut in your face, you know, by God, if you will. Yeah. How's your relationship with God grown to get to where you are today? Because it's a really circuitous route. Yeah, for sure. And um, well, that that alone to me tells me it's God, you know, because because if it was anything else, n none of it would have worked. You know what I mean? Like it would have it's so all over the place looking back on it, it's like, oh, that happened because, you know, this would happen 10 years from now. And that happened because two years ago. And um, it's, it's such a, such a crazy puzzle that somebody with a higher understanding, you know, had to have been in charge of the thing. But yeah, I mean, um, it's definitely, it's just definitely made me less of a planner. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but I feel like it's good because anytime I really try to, to, to carve out a route that I want to go. Um, I don't, I don't get as nuts or as OCD about it. If it does, if one little thing doesn't go as planned, cause I know at the end of the day, bigger picture is God's God's got it, man. So if, you know, if a meeting gets canceled and, and never happens, maybe, you know, it wasn't meant to be, 
And, and that to me, and taking that, that, you know, approach was hard. It's, it's hard to get to that point. Uh, first of all, second of all, it's hard to get to, but once you get there, it makes things so much easier. You have so much more of a peace of mind. And that's um, the biggest thing for me is yeah. like the peace of mind aspect of it. Because I remember when I started my career, I told myself when I got an offer from Fargo, North Dakota, I was like, I'm never going to work in Fargo. And then I got an offer from Wichita, Kansas. And I was like, I'm never going to Wichita. Well, I've now worked in Fargo and I've worked in Wichita. <laughs> and it was like, and I, I remember somebody telling me, if you ever want to make God laugh, just tell him your plan. Yeah. My plan was never to go to any either of those cities. Thank God I did. I was terrible when I was there yep. and I made my mistakes when nobody was looking. So when you look back on your, on your journey, what moments are like, that was critical thing. The good Lord that actually happened. And I didn't want it to happen. or didn't know what was happening in the moment. And my, you know, my story is very similar to yours in that, you know, I was, a, I was a dingleberry for many, many years and still am, you know, but less of one, I guess, in certain aspects. But when I was younger, um, I wouldn't necessarily call myself an alcoholic, but I wasn't drinking responsibly. And I made a big market jump from like market 200 something to, to San Francisco, which was market six. And I just wasn't ready for it mentally. I think I was like 25 or 26 at the time. Life just kind of diverted me and, and my family to, to Boise, Idaho. So I, I didn't, I spent a little time in San Francisco, but I got out. Anyways, it's a good thing because I, I, I made a lot of mistakes even still in my, in my late 20s. Just again, not being responsible with some of the decisions that I was making when I wasn't at work. And um, I, I really believe that uh, I've been I've been sober now for three straight years, and I, I think that um, that right there was probably the biggest, most positive thing that I could have done is is kick kick the bottle so to speak, um, because it's like I said I I just wasn't wasn't great I wasn't doing anything horrendous you know I wasn't I wasn't like calling off work for days at a time. I'd still get my job done, but I wasn't like Chris. You weren't, I mean, you easily weren't your best self. You weren't Bingo. who God made you to be. You weren't doing what God wanted you to do. And God yeah. says that we always have to be thankful in everything, not for everything, but while we're going through whatever it is that we're going through. So was there a, what moment was there, you know, during your drinking days when you were like, this is the worst and maybe you were thankful, maybe you weren't thankful because you didn't really understand what was happening, but looking back on it, like that yeah. was kind of the key moment. Yeah, I uh, I got into um I, I was I was out and I got into a little bit of an argument with with my with my wife, and some of my friends were like, "Dude, chill out, man." And 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 so that moment right there, my friends were kind of like, "Hey, man, that wasn't cool. Uh, that didn't feel great." So that was it. That was the moment for me, and um, I'm glad that my friends were were so cool about it too, because it's not like they treated me any different afterwards. It just kind of it just kind of helped me see what was going on objectively, and and from there I ended up I go okay all right so maybe maybe this is more than just um, more than just my wife overreacting maybe this is a, a thing that I have to tackle so I ended up getting getting therapy you know and from there I found out I have a, a pretty nasty little case of social anxiety from there I got medication that that helps a lot. 
And, um, you know, they say, they say that sometimes you pray for something and, and you get it, but it's not necessarily a miracle. The prayer comes in the form of another person doing God's work. And, and that was that therapist that, you know, saw, saw that specific thing going on within me. And, and, you know, she recommended I, I do this and, you know, lo and behold, I feel like that was an answered prayer, you know, cause now I'm a little more comfortable in my own skin and I don't, I don't really need alcohol that I was using instead of dealing with the root of the problem. So, I mean, God uses people and their weaknesses to make them strong. So I sit here and I listen, I'm like, all right, Moses had stage fright. I mean, how crazy is that? How they used them. You have social anxiety. You have 1.6 million followers and are on TV. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know, but God literally uses your strength as your weakness, as a strength and to show people that are out there going through the same journey. Like, look, here's exhibit a, that you can do this and you can't do it alone. No, you need my help. I'm here for you. And how, I mean, it's it's just so cool. It is cool. It is cool. And there's also stories in the Bible. I think, um, gosh, I forget who it was. I, I, I'd be really impressed with myself if I could just spit this, (laughs) off the top of my head, but there was a, a figure in the Bible that had a stuttering problem and his brother was an awesome public speaker, but God was like, no, you've got to go, you've got to go make your case in front of the King, uh, even with your stuttering problem and everything. And, um, and, and it goes right a lot. It's a parallel to what you were just saying right there. It's like, yeah, he, he kind of purposely, I think, puts people in, in those positions to, to know that um, the only way you can get through it is with him. And it's just so cool that he uses people like you and like me that are as screwed up as the next guy <laughs> to do what, you know, like to fulfill our purpose and to fill, fulfill a purpose as well. So I yeah. mean, it's, it's always remarkable looking back on it because you can't connect. Someone told me this too. I never come up with all these cool phrases that I use in this in relatable <laughs> journey here is that you can't see the dots connected when you look forward. You can only see them connected when you look backwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with your, where you are now, where do you see God either taking you, how he's using you? How are you being used right now for other people? Do you have, are you, do you know yet? I really don't know. I, um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I'm any better than anybody. You know, there are people out there that have way more followers than me, like hundreds of millions of followers. Um, so it's not like, it's not like I'm terribly rare. Uh, you know what I mean? But um, you're talking about a guy that's got four figure followers. So, I mean, I'm sitting here like, all right, like whatever, dude. <laughs> I mean, I know that, you know, we all, all of whoever, however many followers you have is a big deal to, to you at the time. Right, right. So it's, it's, it is what it is, but I don't know. And um, in, in the past, you know, I would have been able to answer that. I've been like, well, I want to go network or, mm-hmm. well, I want to host a show or whatever. And honestly, man, I, I'm just kind of, First of all, I'm happy where I'm at in Charlotte, but I'm just kind of I'm just kind of letting the current take me to where I need to go. You know, that's 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 what I've found probably works best for for me and maybe everybody. But definitely for me is, you know, just just look for the little signs. You know, if if, if something keeps coming up, if a specific path keeps presenting itself, um, take that path. And I'm kind of dumb, you know, so I need that that thing to be presented many, many times. And uh, looking back on it, it always kind of is. So I'm, I'm still just searching, man. So if, hey, if you have any ideas, you let me know, man.
well, maybe this will be your jumping off point. There's sick, you know, this will yeah. be your moment where you get your hundred million followers <laughs> now. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. So what what got you into weather initially? Was that even a God thing or was that just like what your dream was or what? How well, yeah. did you start that? It's like predicting the weather. This is awesome. <laughs> and, I, you know, just like sports allows you to be yourself, weather allows me to be myself. And it just clicked. And yeah, I would have never made that connection had literally God not like like shoved me and like kicked me in that direction. So there it is. Has there been a moment in your life where you've absolutely heard God talk to you? And, you know, some people that may not have a strong faith that are listening to this, I don't necessarily mean like you hear the, the voice of God per se, but, you know, you're the way I, for instance, for me, is when I'm in the Word enough, when I'm reading my Bible, I'm going through my devotionals, there mm-hmm. are scriptures and there are passages that hit you at the moment where they need to, and you're you're familiar enough with God's Word that you're like, Okay, that nope, I get that one. That's the third time you've told me this. All right, I, I'm on it. I, I do have those little moments there when I read my devotional, or I, I try to read a chapter of the Bible every night. Sometimes I don't under, understand any of it, but I still try yeah. to just you know read it just just because. Um, but I mean, dude, by far and away the most clear I've ever heard God. And I've told this story before. Maybe uh, you've heard it. I was struggling, man, when I first got to Charlotte struggling big time after about a year, you know, I was a little, little bit in over my head here, so to speak um, with this job. Cause I'd only kind of worked in small markets before I got here. I had a terrible, like a terrible, not even day or week. It was like a terrible month where every day I was like, why do I, I'm just not nailing it. And so I go, this, this clearly is a sign that I got to get the heck out of this business. So I went home and on the way home, my plan was to start working on my resume to find a job outside of the business somewhere else just doing anything to get me out of this business and and kickstart my life in a different direction so i go all right i remember thinking in my head my plan when i get home is i go home take a shower get the makeup off my face <laughs> and then immediately go from the shower upstairs downstairs and start working on my resume and and so that's how it all played out took the shower and and again the timing of this the reason why I always tell the story and, and keep that shower part in there uh, is because like I had to take the shower for me to, for all this to play out perfectly. So anyways, I get on my computer and I start working on my resume. Like I crack open my laptop and right before I even started typing the first key, the doorbell rings and like, I never answer the doorbell ever. I just assume there's like an ax murderer out there. And <laughs> dim the lights and, and hide, but I, and, and I did, that's what I did. I just ignored it. And I, and I kept thinking about what I was going to write and how I was going to start this resume. And then again, I went to type a button and boom, it rang again after seemingly like four minutes. And I go, what the heck, who's still out there? And for whatever reason, I went and answered that, that door, which I usually don't answer my front door, like 99 times out of 100. Do you just leave people outside your front door, by the way? <laughs> yes. Don't ever come to my house. <laughs> text me. If you're going to, look, I'm a millennial. If you don't text me <laughs> you're outside my house and you use my doorbell, in my mind, you're an axe murderer. So Makes don't. sense. Logical. Yeah. <laughs> But it was the UPS lady, and uh, she, and again, this is like nobody, nobody in the world knew who the heck I was in Charlotte. And she goes, "Oh, you're you're the guy on the TV." 
I was like, yeah. And I was like, how the heck did you know? She goes, well, I saw your name on the package. I thought it might be you. And I wanted to meet you and I, you know, tell tell you that you're awesome. And I love the show. And, you know, she gave me like these compliments that I, I really needed at the time. And I don't even know like if I deserve them, but uh, that was huge. And I was like, dude, the timing of this is crazy, you know? And she just, uh, she just helped. She filled me up, man. When I was running on fumes, she filled me up. And, and that woman right there kept me going for like years. You know, I was like, well, that one woman, here in Charlotte liked me that one time. So surely other people think I'm doing all right, even when I didn't feel it around me. And um, I've never talked to her since. Don't even know if she still works for the UPS, but that was it. That was the most clear. And, you know, that right there encouraged me to stay in the business, keep going. And, you know, bada boom, bada bang, it's 2020 and things are different. So I literally have chills hearing that story I know. because I've had moments of like that in my life where someone is put in my life where something happens where you're like, you look around and you're like, God, what? Yeah. Why? <laughs> what? How? What? Now, like it, it blows you away, to, and it take it, it, it truly, like knocks you down. And you're like, okay, yeah, it's not up to me. I need to chill out. And thank you for being here in this moment because I needed you now more than I've ever needed you. And it's something as simple as a regular person, quote unquote, for those of you not watching, just coming to your door, your door, and telling you, hey, good show today. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, you know, I, I tell that story with a little bit of caution too, because like you, like you just said, <clears throat> stuff like that doesn't happen all the time. Like it's more so the little stuff rather than the big lightning bolts, you know, and, and the movies or, you know, people like me telling that story might make you think that you have to get something that clear cut, but you don't. You just have to tune in, man. You have to tune in and listen and, and feel. God is in the details. Know. Like God isn't yes. just, it's not just like he comes in, throws a Hail Mary and boom, the there's a God. I mean, I understand when people say God doesn't care who wins the game, the Seahawks, or the Jets or whoever. And I, and I agree. He doesn't care from a team standpoint, fan standpoint, but he's in the details and from the standpoint in your life, that like every inch matters. Every mm -hmm. second matters. That shower mattered. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. all of it matters. God is in the details. And and there's a book that I called, and I forget who wrote it. But I think it's Squire Rushnell, I believe. It's called God Winks. And it's all these stories about people that, it's not the huge, crazy moment, but right. just these moments where God just winks at you and lets you know, I'm here. Yeah. I'm yeah. next to you. I'm not. I'm not leaving you. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and mm -hmm. it's moments like that that are just so cool. Yeah, I pray that everyone gets gets a moment like that. You know, those are it's cool. And 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 I think, you know, it's it's God could do that all the time, you know, and but then it would lose its its gravity. It would lose its its power. So right. he wants um, us to show faith in him every day, not just anyone yeah. can show faith in God. That's like, boom, 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 you know, throwing yeah. touchdowns all the time, you know to you and but this is like i said he's in the details and you need to have faith because that's yeah. what faith is yeah yeah exactly so there there's the long answer to your question there <laughs> shoot i love it anybody that's watching or listening to this what do you want them to take away from your journey and how they can relate to it kind of what you said is just like you know i'm i've got flat out social anxiety and i think that i think that people see me on the internet 
and they think I'm some maniac that like dances all day and is like, oh, you know, one of those like super alpha male, just stand up comedian guys. And I'm not, you know, I'm very like, I'm more introverted than extroverted for sure. Very unsure of myself a lot. Um, and, you know, I, I lack confidence. I wish I had more confidence a lot, you know, and, and, and I know that you probably, you probably don't see that in the videos that I post on social. And those are, those are all carefully curated. And then, you know, it's like 30 seconds that, that takes like three, three days of thinking and stuff. But, you know, like, like you were saying, um, if, if you want to do something, even if you don't think that you're fit to do it, or even if you don't feel like you're that guy, forget that, man, just go for it and just see where it leads. You know, that's to me, that's, that's the biggest takeaway that I think people that I hope people get from, from what I'm doing anyways. That, so that kind of leads me to one more question. And, and when I texted you about this, I was like, Hey, will you come on relatable journey? And you, you jumped at it. Cause I, I said, I know you have a faith. I saw your interview with Steve Harvey. So how do you blend social media life, which you kind of touched on here, which isn't really reality yeah. at all. It's curated. Yeah. It's carefully put out there. Now it's fun and it's awesome. And it serves a purpose, no doubt. Yeah. With your faith and God, how do you, how do you combine the two or how do you not combine the two? And what, how do you do that? I think what I like to do is it is a little bit of, um, oxymoron but i think it's necessary to get to get the right thing out there so what i put on my timeline what i do is all very hip right or, or i think it's hip but i'm sure. 37 so what do i know it's but, definitely hip because i don't get half of it so it's definitely hip. <laughs> okay then cool <laughs> so it's all very hip and it's and it's it's right, you know, it's there with everything else on the internet. It's like, it's trend. It's, I try to be, keep up with the trends and the music or whatever, cool music. Um, but the underlying tone is at least in the comments or the captions is like spread love, man. I'm not, I'm not trying to sit here and, you know, make it rain money and, and pull up in a Lambo <laughs> and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm I'm honestly just doing the stuff because I like doing it and and I like the com you know knowing that it, that people like it and the nice comments that they leave I, I like you know saying like oh dude you know like responding to people in the comments and be like thank you so much I'm glad that that you like this and people are like really shocked and kind of blown away and and you know I always hear you seem so genuine you seem so humble and I don't know if I am or not but like the fact that it's so rare for people to respond to DMs and, and comments online once you get a following is, is kind of sad to me. Like, chill out, man. If you've got a big following, you're not any better than anybody else. You just found a little niche and, and that's it. And so I think just that approach to social media and life in general is, is it's sad that it's not commonplace, you know? And, and, I don't know. I just wish there would be more of that, you know, because um, we're all just freaking people at the end of the day. It's, we're not numbers where we've got feelings and stuff. And, you know, that's, that's, that would be my answer there. Dude, there's so much joy in it. There's so much love in it and there's compassion and 
you haven't changed since you've hit it because I knew you before you were anybody. <laughs> and now, <laughs> and honestly, seeing you reply to people, I know it means a lot to them, even though it's a very small but important thing. So keep it up. Your journey is certainly relatable. It's awesome and it's just beginning. So I'm proud of you. You're the man. I love you and you keep it all up, dude. Hold on, wait. Uh, first of all, I got to say, I got to say, like, you're, you're, you're one of those guys that I look at that I look at and I'm like, man, this dude kind of intimidating. Smart, you know, good looking guy, got that jawline. Um, and and you're very witty. And um, I would have never I would have never thought, you know, like I said, a little bit intimidating at first, and then and then, you know, you get to know you and then seeing you do this is very cool. And I think it's very cool to make God, a little more mainstream, and I hope it blows up. I hope you get a billion followers. <laughs> My man, we appreciate you, dude. That's I, that's really nice of you to say, and uh, we'll make God cool, no doubt about it. <laughs> Do it. Thank you for joining us today on A Relatable Journey. Please subscribe to our channel. Because of you, this is A Relatable Journey.